the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is an easy number to remember, and it is one you do not want to have apply to your city. Not if you're Mayor Andrew Ginther, not if you're a citizen of the city of Columbus, certainly not if you have to live in one of the city's more violent neighborhoods, Linden, the Hilltop, Franklinton. Uh, 100 homicides so far this year, uh, well in excess of the amount through six months Last year, when Columbus had a record number of homicides, uh, I know what the mayor says is the reason. I would be curious to know today what you think the reason is. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. I'm Bruce Hooley. This is the Bruce Hooley Show. We will have at 533 today uh, a guest talking about critical race theory and the increased homicide rate in the city of Columbus. And at 6 o'clock today, Jeff LeRae running for the uh, 15th Congressional District seat vacated by Steve Stivers taking the job as the president of the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. Jeff LeRae has written a letter to Mike DeWine encouraging our governor to send Ohio National Guard troops to the southern border, Uh, not between Cincinnati and Kentucky, the American southern border uh, in Texas to fortify contributions by other governors to police a border that our president has no interest in policing. But we start with what CNN would call a grim milestone. 100 homicides, unacceptable. Uh, 59 homicides occurred in the first half of 2020. Uh, 106 in the second half of the year. That makes sense to me because our sense of desperation, which I think feeds this problem, Um, anger, short tempers, uh, desperation, uh, ratcheted up as 2020 passed the midpoint. Certainly at this time a year ago, we were starting to get a little bit hopeful that maybe we could resume a normal life. We had a lull in the COVID cases. We had a little bit more perspective on the fact that if you tested positive for it, you weren't going to die, you weren't going to need a ventilator, you weren't going to be in ICU. The numbers went up, of course, but it was not the unknown that we had in March of April of last year. Uh, But schools didn't open. And when schools stayed shut in the fall, uh, particularly Columbus City Schools, uh, that was just an absolute recipe for disaster. Uh, The problem we have in this era is that we have such, not just a dishonest media, not just an incompetent media, we have a media that carries water for causes rather than truth. Uh, A media functioning at peak efficiency is an adversarial media. In that, its adversary is the people 
that it covers when those people are trying to keep the media from getting the actual facts out to you and to me. We have an adversarial media now. The problem is it's not adversarial toward efforts to hide the truth. It is adversarial toward a conservative approach to life. It is adversarial toward a hands-off government. It is adversarial toward a Christian worldview. And hence, I have no confidence that any media outlet, locally or nationally, will dig into the numbers in Columbus and hold Andrew Ginther accountable, hold the phony fake leaders, faith leaders in the city of Columbus, I was Freudian slip, who have accused the police department of systemic racism that has... how uh, Look, you got, you got three shootings this year involving police officers, okay? Three. Um, one clearly was the officer acting perfectly according to his training. The other two we don't have an answer on yet. And that's, by the way, that's unacceptable. We have, we have waited plenty long enough for the families of Casey Goodson and Andre Hill to get um, their day. Now, Andre Hill's family's received a $10 million settlement, record total, but we still don't have any kind of indication in the case of Casey Goodson. Uh, and that doesn't help police community relations. But these numbers are just abysmal. Uh, last night's 100th homicide, the victim, as so many are, a young man, 29-year-old Edward Hunter of the South Side, shot during an altercation inside the patio bar on Sullivan Avenue in Franklinton. Our 100th homicide a year ago wasn't recorded until after Labor Day. We're way ahead of that pace. A year ago, we had, what, 59, I think, homicides in the first half of the year. And then 106 after that. hundred No, it's 116 after that. Are we going to surpass our first part of the year total this year? I really don't have a feeling like things are getting better. I don't have a feeling that things are slowing down. I just am incredulous that a city that I've always felt was a hidden gem, a place that I loved living enough that I didn't want to recommend it to others because I didn't want it to become overrun and become like other cities, with those kinds of problems, but it is really eye-opening and really disturbing, haunting, frightening that we have 100 homicides to date and San Francisco has 24? 24? Oakland is somewhere around 65? I think of those two cities as much more dangerous than Columbus. But I'm wrong. I'm wrong. So the mayor says it's the pandemic. Uh, do you buy that? Pandemic desperation and lack of programs for young people. That is Andrew Ginther's view. 
of what's going on. And he said, following the completely senseless but all-too-familiar death of Mackenzie Ridley, the beautiful 17-year-old girl, so full of life, so full of promise, shot to death by a random bullet a week ago at a squirt gun party at a park. No one should die going to a squirt gun party at a park. Andrew Ginther said, you know, the Columbus will be as safe as those who live here are willing to make it. Was Andrew Ginther a quarterback? Because that passing of the buck was amazing. Amazing. What do you see when you see these numbers? 100 homicides so far this year. 844-TALK-989 is our number. 844-TALK-989. Has this changed how you view uh, our lawmakers in this city if you voted for them? I know that's not usually the typical um, political position of most of my listeners, but there have to be some of you who live in communities where you really do not feel safe. And I wonder if you, for the first time as a voter, are questioning the leadership that you help put in power. Uh, we will discuss next on The Bruce Hooley Show. It is 519 on The Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, you can use the iHeartTuneIn and Radio.com apps to listen to us while you're standing in line at the BMV. Holy smokes, have you been by a deputy registrar in the last couple of days? I went by one today. The lines are unbelievable. Woo-wee. Got to be a better way to renew your place than that, I would certainly think. But, uh, hey, government's involved. What can I say? Uh, government involvement, how much of it? Is there not enough wrong policy, just bad people? How do you explain 100 homicides? Six months, 100 homicides. Last year, 59 at the midpoint. We are are only four times more than San Francisco. And I wonder if you've supported Andrew Ginther before, if this lands on him. He says Columbus is as safe as, you know, the citizens want to make it. And there's some truth in that, but I don't think you can run from the policy. 844-TALK-989 is our number, 844-TALK-989. Let's talk to Sean on the east side. Sean, thanks for calling the Bruce Hooley Show. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Good. Um, I blame Andrew Gither to an extent, but as a community, we have to find a way to take guns out of young people's hands and put them in programs that will be effective for them. If we're just talking, we're not doing nothing. It'll keep on. It'll get worse. It'll never get better. What what and attitude? Think, what attitude do you sense in young people now, Sean? I don't, I don't know how old you are, but uh, have you? I'm fifty it, years old. Okay. Do you interact with young people and get a sense of what yes. if their attitude might be yes. different than maybe yours was when you were a young man? Yes. Yes. It is totally different. Different. When I had a little bit more, I would say pride, um, a little bit more of respect than these young people. So we have to teach them that if they're not being taught. We have to teach them. I think we have to, first of all, do something about our gun laws. Because as long as people can get guns easily, this will never end. It will go on forever. Sean, when you were growing up, why did you have more respect? As you look back on your upbringing, why do you think you had uh, 
more respect for, I don't know what you meant by that, respect for authority, respect for elders, what kind of respect, but where do you think it came from? And respect for my elders, for my teachers, you know, even for law enforcement. Um, I was taught to say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Um, Who taught you, know, you I that? I cuss in front of my parents. Who my ta- parents taught me that. And my, my parents, my, my family, my aunts, my uncles, my grandparents, uh, it was a... a a lot of people that taught me that. Um, so if you're not taught that, I, I think social media is killing America also. I would agree social with you. Social media is... I would agree. I mean, because, you. you know, we went outside and we played football together. Yeah. We played basketball. We, you know, we played baseball. We don't do that anymore. People sit on their phones and that's all yeah. they do. Yeah. They have no other ways of, I guess, releasing that energy that they have. Yeah. They play football. The they play football. They play football on their phones now. You yeah, know, and that's sad. They play that's video. Sad. People don't go outside anymore. Sean, thank you for your perspective. I find it. I found it very valuable. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you, Sean. On the east side, uh, next is Gloria in Columbus. Eight four four talk nine eight nine. Hello, Gloria. Welcome to the Bruce Woolley Show. Hi. Hi. I'm really enjoying your show. Thank you, ma'am. I like your calm demeanor. I think it's. Um, hey, Gloria. Can I, I tape? Think... Can I tape that comment and play that for my wife like about twenty times a day? Uh, no, I would not agree to that. Now, here's what I want to say. Um, all due respect to the other caller, listen, I, this, these comments about, you know, we need to, you know, it, here, here's what a safe community is. The parents raise children to not become criminals. I, I literally heard one of the city council people saying, uh, Shania, I forget what her name is, but she said it was covid and I thought, well, if COVID was the reason there were so many homicides, then there would be more homicides. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a joke what they're saying to the public. They shouldn't get away with it. And Ginther is completely, what did he say, something about the citizens? No, the city is not as safe as the citizens. No, it's as safe as the parents raise their kids to be <laughs> act in a safe manner. I mean, it's just the bottom line. It's their policies. Yeah, well, I don't think it's city policies that cause kids to grow up without the kind of influences that both you and Sean are saying are important in a young person's life. But I do think the city can preach that message. And we have some leaders in our community who uh, aren't preaching that message. I mean, I don't hear Shannon. Shannon Harden is an African-American. He's the president of city council. The new police chief is African-American. We have ample members of the Columbus Faith Coalition who are African-American. Why are they not preaching to their communities the importance of the values that you and Sean just talked about with not blaming parents but saying, this is important. You guys have to invest in your kids. I will agree with the mayor to that point that the city can become as safe as it's willing to be, but they need to tell people and emphasize Messages that they find, oh, they find them hateful. They find them patriarchal. They find like, oh, I can't dare say that. I'm telling other people how to live. Well, sometimes people need to be coached. Sometimes we all need to be challenged. And I said all. I have been blessed in my life to have people who will tell me when I'm out of line, not just my parents, but I have friends even now who tell me that. Um, 
I have to guard against becoming too high and mighty, you know, the, the Bruce Hooley answer man to everything. I want to interact with people who have different experiences than I do to understand them. But the first call, Sean, I, I, I get so much, I get so frustrated, A, that we don't talk to young families about the importance of um, dysfunctional decisions now and how they will reverberate over time. Because this, to me, is why we see such desperation in Franklinton, in the Hilltop, in Linden, in the Miller-Kelton area, all these places. Pam in London next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Pam. Hey, Pam, are you on the, uh, you ready? Yes, I'm sorry, I am. That's okay. Well, my opinion is that Columbus is a sanctuary city, or it was the last time I checked. It is. Well... I think that's a good indication of why crime is escalated. Well, uh, the sanctuary city thing was, you know, as kind of immigrant related, illegal immigrant related. Um, I have stayed away from that because I don't understand it enough. I'm not in favor of it. I think that the uh, church that um, used its building as a sanctuary, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a supporter of that viewpoint. Uh, I'm not an attender of that church, nor would I ever be. Um, but I think your touch point on that is that the mindset that would lead Columbus to being a sanctuary city is a mindset that fosters sort of a look away at the root causes of crime, and that I don't disagree with at all. Josh on the east side is next on the Bruce Hooley Show, 844-TALK-989. Hi, Josh. Hi, Bruce. How you doing? Okay. Um, I'll be I'll be pretty quick for you. Try okay. to get to the point. Um, kind of elaborating what Sean said earlier. Um, I think one thing um, he kind of touched on about the family and respect. And I think a lot of the people nowadays just feel like they're more into entitlements versus like earning the respect, earning the things that they have to work hard for. They just feel like they're they should be given it. They should be entitled to it. I think that's one of the first problems with it. We hear that all the time. I, I mean, one of the phrases I hate the most in the world today is, I deserve it. I deserve it. I, I, I was raised up, respect is earned. I mean, from family, from friends, elders, all of it. I mean, you, you're not given anything. You have to earn it, and you have to show that respect. And I just don't think that the people nowadays don't care about it. They feel like they... Everything should be given to them, and it's kind of bled into more and more people than not just not just the younger generation. It keeps growing more and more just because they get stuff, so I should too. Yeah, and you're talking – I think a root cause to me, that's a leadership issue. Uh, people gain respect and appreciation for earning things, delayed gratification, those principles. I talked about one at the top of the show yesterday. You reap what you sow. Uh, those principles are taught by leaders. If you have influence over one person, you're a leader. You know, we'd look at people like, oh, well, they're city council, they're a leader. No, you're a leader. You have influence, everybody. There's no one that I can imagine, who, except someone on a desert island, who doesn't have influence over one person. And these principles that are necessary for an orderly society, I mean, I, I know there's cultural differences. I get it. But for an orderly society to operate, you cannot have wanton disregard for law. You cannot have 
the kind of anarchy that we see in major cities as well. Oh, we're not going to prosecute any. You know, shoplift under $1,000. I mean, like, ah, you know, it's, it's just a merchandise. Well, they broke a few windows and they burned a couple buildings. They're just letting off steam. You cannot have that. And that's really an attitude that is underscored by a lot of the policies that are being taught to our young people in our schools. A lot of it under the umbrella of CRT, which leads to the crime that we see. And we'll talk to those two. We'll talk about those two factors with our guest next on The Bruce Hooley Show.